Good morning. It's Saturday, August 6th. This is Anything Goes Podcast. Let's get it. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I think I already said the date, and I already said it's Saturday, so guess what didn't happen this past week? Yep, yep, yep. But, hey, I'm glad to be back. Uh, yeah. a while. Yeah, so a couple of things. One, we didn't have a Trash Talking Tuesday, and number two, we didn't have an episode yesterday. So, let me tell you why. Been busy, yeah. It's been a busy week, so... I was summoned for jury duty this past week. Um, now, on Friday night, when I had to call to find out if I had to be here Monday morning, uh, my group didn't have to come. So I was like, cool. So we went on vacation. On Monday, I called, and my group had to be here Tuesday morning. So I had to drive back uh, from vacation back up to Maryland and... Uh, I spent Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for, I don't know. I don't even know how many hours. All day? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many hours just sitting, uh, you know, going through the the jury uh, selection process. Selection process. Um, and then it ended up ending, and uh, I didn't really – I had to work work Friday. And uh, by the end of the Friday, I was just – we had too many other things going on. Uh, where we weren't going to be able to uh, to do it, so we're here. We are. We're doing it this morning, and j- you had a an interesting week last week as well. Last week, yeah. Which part? Wait a minute. Didn't Sorry. you? I'm I'm always lost. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have an interesting week last week? Uh, I mean, I know your daughter's still here. Yeah. Um, and yesterday, oh, last night. I guess I was thinking about last night. You went to the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah, great day. Um, got to experience something I've been meaning to experience for a long time. Um, the Marine Corps uh, um, Marine Evening Parade at the Marine Barracks yeah. in Washington D.C. It's an excellent show and it honors you know a great history of the Marine Corps. It was, it was that was very fantastic. I would definitely recommend seeing that when you get a chance. And my nephew uh, Gabe graduated from Marine Corps boot camp yesterday. Congratulations! So Thank yeah, you semper fi to you. Uh, now you get to go to the school of infantry and then you get to go find out just how shitty the Marine Corps can be. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I was in the Navy so I can make fun of you. Um, but no, congratulations to you too, because, uh, you know, of, of all the branches of service, um, I think you guys get, uh, you guys have it the worst. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, to be honest, like being a, being an army grunt, I, I wasn't a grunt, really, but I was in the Army, and um, you know, a lot of people throw a lot of shade at the, the Marines, but I certainly never had any beef with them. I nah. always respected them, because honestly, they were a lot more hardcore than we were um, in a lot of cases, so uh, props to them. Uh, jarheads, you know. <laughs> I can still... You, you I can, gotta put it in there. Uh, yeah, I can still... You gotta put it in there. Have a little fun with them, but no, much respect, for sure. Hey, moving on to something that... Uh, uh, God, you know, I don't know whether to say it's funny, expected, or sad. I can't decide. I can't decide which, where I'm going to fall on this on this topic. Okay. Did you hear about the View and what's uh, going on with them? What's going on with them? So, 
the view made some comments about uh turning point oh USA. yeah yeah so, i was aware of that one have you heard about the whole where they've had to come out on well let me let me not go to the end first <laughs> so turning point usa uh basically sent them a ceased and desist letter from making the claims that they're making on tv so uh the views legal department made them uh made them go on air and apologize for doing it. Well, of course, in true Whoopi Goldberg fashion, <laughs> yeah. it was a backhanded apology where she still, yeah, she but, apologized, yeah. but then, you know, basically reasserted everything that she had already said. Not uh, knowing what happened. They just, you know, right, right, right. going with the narrative that, are you going to explain what happened or like what they were claiming? Yeah, so uh, Turning Point USA had their had a convention of of some sort, uh, and the claim was by Whoopi and you know, Joy Blowhard um, <laughs> was that uh, there was neo Nazis in the front row of this thing, and and you know they were supportive of this neo Nazi movement. They allowed them into their they allowed event. them into the event, yeah. and they supported them. And you know they didn't kick them out and all that. Well, come to find out, they were protesting outside yeah. of the event in a public space. In a public space where Turning Point USA had no ability right. to to make them leave. Um, but that's not what they claimed. What they claimed was that they were inside and that they were participants and that they were. Um, not only participants, but welcome participants by Turning Point USA. So anyway, you know, uh, after Whoopi's apology, not apology, uh, Turning Point USA wasn't satisfied. So they came back and said, yeah, no, that didn't do it. We're, you know, we're going to, you know, pursue whatever. So on the next day, the next show, uh, and I don't know who the, other than Blowhole and Whoopi, I don't know who the other two are. Yeah, they uh, change them out. I don't remember um, either. I know they have that one one other lady that's always there, but the blonde lady, I don't know. And she's the one who on the next day yeah, re actually read off yeah. a paper from their legal department. Uh, uh, I don't want to say it was an apology. It was definitely written by lawyers. Yeah, actually, <clears throat> based on the cease and desist letter, to me, I thought it was a reasonable apology. They they addressed it, uh, it because it looked like they were very clearly scared yeah. about a lawsuit because Absolutely. they they actually addressed all of their requests in the in the cease and desist. And I, and I know some every, nobody's going to be satisfied with that apology unless they just but I thought they went they went further than I expected them to go as far as an apology where they acknowledged I was wrong. I jumped to conclusions i actually was fairly satisfied but then again when you talk crap about somebody but and that then, was her third yes it was but that was her third apology okay attempt. yeah so, yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. on number two right now so this is the legal one the one that the legal department wrote and the the blonde lady whoever she is yeah. on the view read it and then right when she gets done reading it Whoopi makes another fucking comment yeah, so that was, but that was like right. That was when it was kind of like actively going on, and they jumped on air to say we need to make a legal statement that yeah, the Turning Point USA, and then yeah, we'll be and then we'll be makes another comment. Well, yeah, but you let them in. Which and, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, which was wrong, and yeah. So then day three, and this is where we get to. That's when they sent the 
full cease and desist, full like, and yeah. said, look, this was not, not a sufficient apology. Right. We need you to issue a formal. And then Whoopi, and then Whoopi, of course, said, that's when she says, listen, I don't like it when people assume things yes. about me. Yes. Um, and I did that. I assumed, you know, about you. But why does it take that? Yeah, you know what? Well, <laughs> but I, I at least appreciate that, that it got to that point because it, it's further than I expected them to go. I just, I figured them th yeah, that they would stick to their guns. But it was forced. Yes, it was. Because if Turning Point USA said nothing, they would have continued Absolutely, on right yeah. down that road. Oh, well, they do that all the of time. False narrative bullshit yeah. that they constantly, constantly well, put out there. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you, you can't fix that stuff because, you know, if even if a a news website or, or um, organization issues a retraction or something. Nobody sees that. Right. right. And they like, bury it. Yeah. yeah they bury yeah. the retraction. Exactly. But, but what I, what I think the point of turning point USA was on this was you are going to publicly in front of the same audience that you made these claims, you are going to publicly renounce those statements mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, that wasn't good enough, so you're going to do it again. Yeah. And oh, by the way, no, you still didn't satisfy it, so you're going to do it again. So they were, I, I'm sure they were embarrassed after, I'm sure Whoopi was embarrassed as hell to have to do that three times. Yeah, no, yeah, really though, because I read that legal statement from Turning Point to The View, and I was like, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. But then they they pretty much did. Yeah. They pretty much did. So they, they certainly acknowledged that they screwed up, and they were very fearful of something. Now, now don't get me wrong, further. you know, the five people that watched the view were probably very saddened by <laughs> the fact that that they that yeah. they had to do that uh but it's but like, anyway i just thought that it was interesting that that uh that was such a public thing and, and yeah. maybe maybe i'm feeling the same way you are that i was surprised that they actually went to the extent that they did yeah um to try to make it right and maybe you know who knows maybe that's going to make them a little bit more careful i think so that yeah about glad some of the shit that they're saying people like project veritas mm -hmm. have been successful in recent court cases and things like that so they are um definitely threatening and it's it's because they know how cancellations go um so that that was interesting and it was funny because people thought it was recent but it was brought back up from i think two years ago right but about whoopi uh, did you see when she made the comments about how um what was it joe biden should be the what oh, jill biden joe biden, joe biden should, should be the, be the surgeon, surgeon general, general right yeah because yeah, she's a great doctor yeah. she's fantastic she's doctor. a fantastic she's doctor and one of the other people right there on the stage was like doesn't uh, she have a phd i'm pretty sure it's she's a, not an md yeah it's a she's, it's a doctor of education She's like, oh, well, really? I thought that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't. You fantastic. don't know. You're fantastic. An idiot. It sounds like a, a Trump statement. Fantastic. Best doctor ever. Best doctor ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, phenomenal. <laughs> She's cured nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, it's just stupid shit like that. That. But the sad thing is, is there's a, a portion of the population that just believes that shit. Um, we we were oh, talking. Yeah. They get get behind it. Yeah. We were talking earlier about you know. And I now have a real life example mm -hmm. uh, based on my jury duty this week of the media uh, not putting forward information that are going to calm people's nerves about things that happen. Um, we were talking about this, you know, when you came this morning. Uh, so the case that I was uh, assigned to or in the pool for uh, was a police officer who was charged or accused of um, 
killing his six-month-old daughter. So, of course, on the face of it, knowing that, and that's all you know going into it, uh, because prior to the case, the media really didn't put any information out. I mean, they, they did the story on it, uh, but none of, no pertinent information other than a headline that says, you know, former Fairfax County police officer accused of killing six-month-old daughter. That was really all the info you had. So I've gone through this process during the week and uh, on Thursday late afternoon, after we had been there pretty much all day, uh, uh, he entered what was called an Alford plea. So an Alford plea, for those that don't know what that is, is where the defendant accepts no guilt, says, I'm not guilty of this crime. However, I believe that the state has enough evidence to get a conviction. Okay. So that I can't go into it any more than that because that's what it means. I mean, it, it, it means exactly what I just said. I don't, I feel, I know I'm not guilty, but I believe that the, the, the state can produce. The trial, enough, yeah. The trial would result in a conviction. The, the, right? It could very yeah, well. Yeah. It doesn't mean they would, but it, they could very well. Yeah. So the defendant, decides i'm going to accept i'm going to take this alpha plea which means it is a form of a guilty plea but you're not admitting guilt and so therefore you do get sentenced so this police officer former police officer uh was sentenced and he was sentenced to eight years house arrest okay so that's causing outrage apparently I haven't read any of it, uh, any of the outrage. Well, on the surface, what what we have here right. is we have a a dead child, and so somebody has to be held responsible for that. And obviously, somebody believes that he was responsible. So Correct. anybody just hearing the face of this story right. is saying, "Look, somebody's got to be responsible." We have a dead kid. Somebody thinks it was him. Then it was him. He needs to be put to death. Essentially, you know, that's like <laughs> right. their own. That's right. like their only thing. Now, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to say I support one way or the other, right. but I'm I'm always going to reserve judgment because I don't know the facts of the case. But given the circumstances, that's what the agreement from the state right. and the defense came to. Right. So I was fortunate. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to be there and I was fortunate enough to receive afterwards um, quite a bit of information about why the judge sentenced him the way she sentenced him um and so i know i have uh pretty good listenership here in the frederick area so let me just break down one i one of the one of the you know things that's been said is that you know he got off easy basically because he was a police officer uh, i can tell you without question that that's not the reason that has nothing to do with it. And here's why. So I got to talk to the judge after we were all done and he plead and she sentenced him. So again, she sentenced him to eight years house arrest. So the only three reasons that this guy can leave his house over the next eight years is for work, church, or medical appointments. Okay. Other than that, this guy's got to be in his house. Okay. Here's what the judge said. She said that had she sentenced him to eight years in prison, which is probably what she would have sentenced him to. Um, 
he would have served four and then he would have been out those four years we the taxpayers would have had to pay for everything that that guy needed if he needed some sort of medical surgeries you know any surgeries that he wanted or needed uh any you know all obviously everything else his care welfare well-being all that we would have been paying for with eight years of house arrest he has to serve all eight there is no shortening of of that period it also he has to pay every month for the monitoring because he has to wear a monitor to show to show that he's in his house or he's where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there and that's like i think she said it's like 150 to 160 bucks a month that he has to pay also if he needs any surgeries all his medical stuff all that they have to pay for it it's not the state is not paying for it because he's on home arrest so i get that people would be upset that he's not behind bars yeah i i understand that completely having said that what the judge also said was the state was very willing to take this alford plea because even though the state brought the charges because they felt that that's what they had to do um be, because of because of the circumstances um they had a, just as much of a shaky case as the defense did so this was really what what the judge said was this was really uh shaking up to be a 50 50 case like nobody knew which way this was going to go and that's because what the media didn't report is that this child and i believe her name was haley um was very sick uh a week or so prior to this happening um, where dad had brought her to the hospital or to the doctor's office three times in the last week because of the issues she was having so there was things going on that the media hasn't reported about this child and about what's going on and, and the father's the one who called 911 uh when they when yeah the night of her the night uh, of her her death well it wasn't her death uh, she actually died almost like a little over a month later right but yeah the evening that she had to be admitted right um for a seizure or whatnot that was ultimately the cause of her well the what resulted in her death right but again, that lens that the media is not putting that out there. Uh, they're just put, you know, all they put out there is, you know, dad was home when when this happened. And so the state said yeah. that you know had to be him. And that's an easy surface level thing. But a, a few things to, to consider um, that I found interesting. Well, and, and some people may say, well, oh, yeah, he's not responsible for much. Okay, he's got to pay a little bit for his monitoring, but he gets to work. Um, he has to pay for whatever medical expenses. Yeah, but that's also money that the state is not paying. That, right. You know, that's money that's, that we're not. That's paying. money that we're not paying to to house him in a uh, in a facility. Um, additionally, some other circumstantial information that I found relevant that should be considered uh, is the fact that. I believe and this and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I think you this is what you explained to me. But the wife of this gentleman was supporting him. She Absolutely. Was supporting his defense. And they have <laughs> since had another child. Yes, they had a, they have a two year old. This right. this this uh, this happened in 2017. Right. The the the, the death of uh, their first the child. infant. Yeah. And then um, and two years ago, they had another child together. The wife is still with him. The wife was 
there. She was 100% supportive of him. His fam- his parents, her parents were there in support of him in the courtroom every day. And, and of course, there are circumstances where a spouse may be, you know, blindly committed to, to their spouse and doesn't want to admit the truth or something like that. Okay, you can make that argument. I don't know. I don't know that detail. But it is a little bit indicative to me that she did not fear for the safety of another child, that Correct. she was willing to continue that. He has obviously since um, proven that he does not have any you know, natural tendencies to repeat this behavior so far. Right. I mean, the, we're only dealing with a little bit of information. There's a lot more behind the scenes. But that that's the, but, but what I would say is uh, after the fact, so after Thursday, mm-hmm. um, everything that I've just said is available information, mm-hmm. but the media still chose not to put any of that out there. Oh, right, because like, you because that won't garner the outrage if you try to tell everybody, calm down. There's more information. Let's get all the facts. No, they want the outrage. Right. This so, sounds bad on the surface. So I, you know, one thing I want to say is uh, thank you, and I, I'm sure Judge uh, Martz Fisher, who is the judge that presided over this case, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure she's not listening, but I would, I would, I'm very appreciative that she was willing to actually have a conversation after the fact about why she sentenced him the way she did. Um, you know, and, and pieces of the case that we had not heard yet, um, that, that lended, you know, I, I don't want to say credibility, but lended certain, certainly, um, a reasonable person, a reasonable judge, uh, would consider, uh, none of which, by the way, was that he was a police officer. That wasn't even uh, yeah. part of her consideration. So, you know, I, I would just say that be careful. You know, look at Kyle Rittenhouse. When Kyle Rittenhouse's trial was going on, the media was all on an uprage, you know, getting people all on an uprage for the shit that they were posting. Come to find out once the trial hit, and people were hearing what was actually going on, you saw an immediate shift in the public perception of everything that happened. Now you're always going to have your staunch, you know, "Ah, he shot people with an AR-15, he's guilty, you know. But once the evidence started being presented, it became very clear that that was not necessarily... I think a lot of people were awakened to the lies of the media because they were like, wait a minute, that's not what I heard. I heard this kid was a domestic terrorist. I heard he killed three black people. Yeah. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. And so, again, and on a local level, we have the same thing because they're not publishing any of this information. Uh, And they haven't published any of this information because the, the thing just says, oh, yeah, he submitted an Alford plea and this is what the judge sentenced him to. None of the other details that are now available, because, you know, if the judge was free, felt free enough to talk to me or any other juror, potential juror um, on this case about all this information that she talked to us about, I'm quite sure she'd probably be. Oh, absolutely. Just as No, that's why I think she probably uh, appreciated being able to kind of provide that greater explanation, um, because I'm sure she's used to people that are always snap judging a decision and you know always want to counter and second guess because that's probably all and she preferenced she preferenced her conversation with you know i think that our judicial system and our jury system because and believe me that jury 
it was three days of long hours. Um, you know, I think there was over, there was just about 200 people in the jury pool. Um, and it was long and it was hard and it was grueling. And the attorneys were really taking into consideration everything each individual juror had to say when questioned uh, about stuff. Um, and so she said that, you know, she thinks our legal system and our our jury selection system by far the best in the world. Uh, there's not even a comparison anywhere that she that she's aware of um, that compares to our system, the way we do things to to try to ensure the fairest outcome for a defendant. Uh, and she also said that she's never seen a jury that's gotten it wrong. Hmm. And that goes back to what information does the public have versus what evidence was revealed in the courtroom that's not reported. Because, uh, you know, not every court case is televised like a Rittenhouse case or like a Johnny Depp case or, or, or stuff like that. So um, I, I just I just think that she she's a very thoughtful and very uh, engaging judge. Um, and I, I thought she did a fantastic job as long as long and as many hours as we had to spend there um, for this to be ultimately the 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 outcome. Um, but she also said that uh, um, the state was more than willing to take this Alfred plea because they knew that their case was on equally shaky ground. Hmm. Um, and, and the reason for that was, is the state had a doctor who was going to come in and uh, an expert witness who was going to say that it was shaken baby syndrome. But the defense also had a doctor who had some pretty world renowned you know, credentials, credentials uh, that was going to come in and say that it wasn't. So it was really going to come down to which, which, uh, what do they call expert witness? The jury ultimately ended up believing. Um, and that also lends to if half the jury believed one and half the jury believed the other, then you got a mistrial or not a mistrial, but a uh, hung jury. And then does the state try to do it again? Do they just let it go because they figure they're going to get the same thing every time? Uh, who knows? So, yeah, I would just say, and I guess the only reason that I bring it up is because be careful and be wary that the media, even at a local level, our local level, and I'm sure most local levels, they're not going to put all the information. They're trying to sell papers or they're trying to sell airspace. Um and so they're not necessarily they're going to use that outrage and they're going to use the the uh, uh, I can't even think of the I can't even think of the word I want to use for it. The um, lack of information. Yeah. Knee jerk reactions. Uh, yeah, no, I, to, to get to, to get to the reactions that yeah, they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it's it's definitely important for people to and it applies across the board to reserve judgment a little bit. Be cognizant that you don't have all the information um, and try not to jump to conclusions. And there's a lot of times I've been in that same boat yeah. where I've read something and I've been like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? That's what happened. You can make a judgment, but then also consider that, well, if other information exists, right. you know, maybe this isn't the right judgment to make. So. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I've been there where I read something, but now I think I have a, I think I have a, a little bit different perspective. Now have, this is the first time I've ever been called to jury duty. Yeah. 
Um, and, and I think that uh, now the way I look at it is, yeah, you know, you really need to, if there's a way, if there's a way to really find out uh, any kind of background information on the process and why a judge sentences the way they do, you know, you should probably try to take that. And, and you definitely can't take what the media is choosing because that's what they do. They choose what information they put out, uh, even if they, like I said, she was very free with her, um, her information passing to us. I would imagine she would be f equally as free to uh, pass that information out to any media outlet that decided to reach out to her to ask her why she did what she did. Um, so, and maybe not, I don't know, maybe because it's the media, she wouldn't. I wonder if it's like, a, almost like a Supreme Court decision where they kind of submit their, uh, well, I guess it's a dissenting opinion in most cases, right. but basically just a, an opinion, like a justification, because I think that would be valuable in any case, whichever, whichever, um, decision they came to, to actually make notes about it and provide that as a, as a justification, just. Yeah, but again, I mean, the other thing is, is will the media actually read that if it goes against the narrative that they wanted it to be? At least it's you know? there, but it's there for people to find. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to continue on with uh, one or two little more items. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Yeah. 
Outrage. Doesn't always contain 
it. So it was. It just seems like an extreme thing. Well, it It's a little early to be drinking. <laughs>
Auto warm beer was the name. That, that was going to bother me. <laughs> 22 years old. Yeah, they released him, but he was, yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long week. I'm getting ready to go. Woo!